0: You look back at the 2020 major league baseball season indians pitcher shane bieber put together a year for the ages he became the first pitcher to lead major league baseball in the three triple crown categories that's wins strikeouts and earned run average and he was the first to do it since johan santana with the minnesota twins back in 2006. now surely that would mean a cy young award for bieber but for him Focusing on postseason awards just isn't how he's wired.
1: You know, I, I was just happy with uh, looking back, reflecting on the season, the last couple weeks and months, um, just how everything went. Obviously, we fell short as a team, and that's the ultimate goal. So, um, you know, there's there's obviously stepping stones and and ways to progress going into next year. But, um, you know, looking back personally and reflecting on on the season and hitting the ground running and um, you know, enjoying some special, uh, you know, marks throughout the, throughout the season and, and such an unprecedented season at that. It was, it was just special for me. So, no matter what happened today, I, I think I was going to look back, look back and be grateful
0: for it. Some insight into the mindset of the Indians' fifth Cy Young Award winner. And we'll hear much more from Shane Bieber coming up on Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. I'm Jim Rosenhouse, and it's great to have you with us this week as we look back at an exciting week gone by on the award circuit for the Indians. Not only was Bieber the unanimous American League Cy Young Award winner, but Tribe third baseman Jose Ramirez finished second to White Sox star Jose Abreu, and that was a close vote in the American League Most Valuable Player Award honors. And before we go one-on-one with Bieber, first some thoughts on Ramirez. Jose's second-place finish in the Most Valuable Player Award voting was the highest finish by a Cleveland player since 1995 when Albert Bell also finished second, and he's just the fourth runner-up in MVP voting history and Indians history. There's been three Most Valuable Players who are Cleveland Indians. Al Rosen, the most recent to do it, way back in 1953. Lou Boudreau did it in the World Series year 1948, and George Burns did it. Back in 1926. Nothing since 53 when Rosen did it, but boy, not for a lack of trying from Ramirez, who now has three top three most valuable player award finishes since 2017. That's the most in Major League Baseball over this recent four-year span. How did he do it? Well, in this shortened 60-game season, Ramirez, who battled some thumb issues early in the year, really got it cranked up late. Overall, he finished with a 292 batting average. He scored 45 runs, 16 doubles, 17 homers, and 46 runs driven in in 58 games played, He finished tied for first in the American League in runs, extra base hits, and multi-hit games. And again, he had that big finish as he was the American League Player of the Month in September. Hit 366 in September with 10 of those 17 homers and 24 of the 46 runs driven in. In the final month of the season, even better the last 12 games when the Indians were looking for some spark offensively. He hit 442. the last two weeks of the season with six bombs and 18 runs driven in as the Indians finished the year going 9-3. and three. So really just a, a great, great season for Ramirez. And, and look, company-wise, in terms of second-place finishers in Tribe history and the Most Valuable Player award voting, he joins not only Albert Bell – but Larry Doby back in 1954 and the great Bob Feller in 1940. And speaking of Feller, later on in our show, we'll be joined by Indian Senior Vice President Bob DiBiasio, who will fill us in on this Veterans Day week on the 8th Annual Bob Feller Act of Valor Awards. It's a yearly event down in our nation's capital, a little bit different this year, but uh, certainly a great event just the same, and Bobby D will fill us in on that. But when we return, it's become commonplace in Tribe Land, a visit with a Cy Young Award winner, as Shane Bieber becoming the fifth Cleveland Indians pitcher to win that award, and he'll join us next as Tribe Talk presented by Progressive continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend and along with Gaylord Perry, C.C. Sabathia, Cliff Lee. They did it back-to-back seasons back in 07 and 08. And Corey Kluber, who won it twice. Shane Bieber is an American League Cy Young Award winner pitching for the Cleveland Indians. Bieber received a unanimous 30 first-place votes, and why not? He finished 8-1 and one with an ERA of 1.63 and 122 strikeouts in his 12 starts, became just the ninth pitcher in Major League history to win baseball's pitching Triple Crown for all Major League pitchers. Bob Feller, the only other Indians pitcher to win the Triple Crown for American League pitchers, and and here's some of the names of uh, the other pitchers who have done it in Major League Baseball history. The other eight include Johan Santana back in 06, Doc Gooden did it back in 1985, that big year for the Mets. Sandy Koufax three different times did it for the Dodgers. Hal Newhouser, Lefty Grove, Dazzy Vance. Walter Johnson did it twice, and so too did Grover, Cleveland, Alexander. So some great names, and here's what that may mean for Bieber. And again, he's just 25. Uh, You would look at it and say right now a long career ahead of him. But of those triple crown winner winners and with bieber's name there there are now nine only three including bieber are not hall of famers santana gooden and of course bieber still pitching but the likes of koufax newhauser grove uh, walter johnson grover cleveland alexander these are all hall of famers so who knows maybe down the road if if that career is long enough for shane bieber he can join some of those great names but it was all part of just a, a tremendous season for bieber and when uh, you look at all that, and from the outside, clearly Bieber was the best pitcher in the American League by a wide margin. But when we caught up with Shane about 20 minutes after the award announcement, he just doesn't look at it that way. Uh, his home where where the uh – Zoom call was taking place was still raucous. In fact, he stepped outside to join us, but uh, at his home were his mom and dad, uh, Christine and Chris, as well as many other family members and close friends. And uh, he was trying to pull it together for our interview as slowly but surely things were beginning to sink in on winning a Cy Young Award.
1: Uh, yeah, so y- you guys know me. I- I'm not going to uh, count my chickens before they've hatched, but um, you know, I-, I was just happy with, Uh, Looking back, reflecting on the season last couple weeks and months, um, just how everything went. Obviously, we fell short as a team and that's the ultimate goal. So, um, you know, there's there's obvious stepping stones and and ways to progress going into next year. But, um, you know, looking back personally and reflecting on on the season and hitting the ground running and, um, you know, enjoying some special. Uh, you know, marks throughout the the season and and, and such an unprecedented season at that. It was was just special for me. So no matter what happened today, I I think I was going to look back and be grateful for it.
0: I I know that's hard for you during this season to to think about what you have going. I think all of us from the outside said, this is a a slam dunk Cy Young, great season. (laughs) But when can you enjoy that and start to look back and and say, wow, you know, things were really going well this year?
1: Um, I I think that starts now. Um, You know, it it, it takes a while to be able to actually take a step back. I think once the season is is finally over and the World Series is over, whether you're playing it or not, um, that's kind of when reflection starts to happen. And, um, yeah, obviously this is is a special one, a special one for me, a special one for my family. And I know we're going to enjoy today uh, and enjoy each other's company, and that's what's most important.
0: What's that moment like when, when you hear your name announced and people who are so close to you are right there to share it with you?
1: Yeah, it was a little odd uh, this year, I think, because everything was done virtually over Zoom and uh, I had my AirPods in so they could hear me, uh, at least back in the studio. And so nobody around me could hear, uh, you know, when anything was announced. And so I kind of had to give the cue, uh, but it was special. It's something like I said, I'm sure we'll all, uh, you know, talk about I'll go in there and they're all laughing and and enjoying their time. And, um, you know, we'll talk about that and and how it all went down. And it was uh, it was it was surreal. That's for sure. It was I'm just happy I was able to spend it with them
0: to get to this point. Obviously, uh, there's important people along the way, none more important than your dad, Chris and your mom, Christine. Can you put into words uh, what they meant to you, especially at a, a young age and various points in time, key points in time, where you really needed to lean on them?
1: Yeah, they're my rocks. I, I know I kind of said this in a few minutes ago, but uh, we took a kind of a leap of faith in, in college. I had a couple offers to go, you know, maybe junior college, D two or D three, um, but they knew I wanted to go to Santa Barbara, and we kind of just said, you know what, screw it, let's let's go for it. And you know, they had to <laughs> refinance their their house a couple times and just to be able to help me pay for school and until we were able to earn that scholarship going into my junior year and um, you know that's something I'll I'll forever be indebted to them for and and I appreciate them for it and I know they wouldn't have had it any other way no matter what would have happened but uh, just looking back it, it makes me appreciate them that and you know that much more it's just a special special day not only for me but you know especially for them.
0: And sometimes youth sports can can be tricky for parents and how they look at it. How were they with you as you were growing up and and trying to keep that balance of of sports and just being a kid and having fun, too?
1: They were phenomenal. Uh, They never put too much pressure on me at all. Uh, They allowed me to enjoy what I was doing. And whether it was baseball, football, basketball, you know, multiple sports, um, they they just wanted me to have fun. Obviously, they were pushing me to, to work hard, first and foremost. And I think that's an ideal that I'll, I'll try and instill in, in my kids one day is you know it doesn't matter what you're doing but as long as you're having fun and working hard towards it it'll take you somewhere and um and it's worth it so that's what they they've always taught me and uh something I picked up from an early age and and, and learned from them um and, and it's special and I I appreciate them for that
0: you mentioned the leap of faith at Santa Barbara coach check it's uh, what has he meant to your career when you look back on it now a ton. Um,
1: I, I learned a lot from him uh, early on freshman year, sophomore and junior. I spent three years there. Uh, a lot not only about pitching but about the mental game and, um, and and how you can use those mental tools just in life in general. You know it's not just baseball but um, you know when life gets hard you got to push through it and um, that's kind of how baseball is and, and we all know how how difficult this sport can be and how frustrating it can be and Uh, I I learned quite a bit from him, you know, like I said, not only physically and on
0: the pitching side of things, but uh, mentally. You join a list that's a who's who of Indians pitching in terms of Cy Young Award winners. And and you know one personally very well in Corey Kluber, which doesn't happen all the time. But uh, have you had a chance to think about the others that came before you in franchise history as far as Cy Young's?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think – Yeah, I think I'll spend a little bit more time reflecting on it and and, uh, thinking about the guys that have come before me. But um, just knowing Corey uh, Klubes, what he's done in recent years and and just throughout his whole career is, is, you know, it's kind of second to none what he's been able to do and what he did for the Indians organization, how much I learned from him in such a short span of time. I appreciate him thoroughly, um, and I owe a lot to him. And and just to see the way he conducted and – Uh, and and worked through his business and while all while being you know the best pitcher on the planet was nothing less than impressive and um, you know that's something I kind of just try and I don't know if you could hear the hooting and hollering out there but um, (laughs) yeah that's something I just try and emulate from day to day and I I appreciate him and there's so many guys that have come before me and that have laid the stepping stones and
0: you know hopefully we can just keep it rolling. Yeah, I wonder if the hooting and and this just came in, Trevor Bauer won National League Cy Young Award. That's exactly what it is. Yes, sir. Um, well, hey, yeah. And how, how did you guys help each other, or how did he help you, especially when you first came to the major leagues? Uh, man, he deserves it. I'm so happy for him.
1: I, I was in there, and I was waiting, and uh, they were kind of milking that broadcast a little bit a little bit longer than I expected. So figured I'd come out here and chat with you. But uh, obviously from that reception, if you could hear it, um that's a reflection of the way I feel you know my family they don't even know him but they know how I've spoken about him and what I've told uh told them you know about him and and how he's treated me and how much he's taught me and obviously they're huge fans of him so uh I'm super super happy for him and and so are they and, and he's absolutely deserving.
0: Shane when you look at uh at being a part of Indians history now another Cy Young award uh you go through the season things are, are special they're happening as you did have a chance to reflect on it and look back when did it click into you that that all the hard work that you had done it was leading to a special season and and allowing to the pitch you to pitch the way you'd like
1: um yeah it was it was kind of uh, throughout quarantine um going in each and every day and and doing what we could and, and kind of just putting our nose down and continuing to work without kind of an end goal in sight because we didn't know when the season was going to happen but I kind of just put my faith in the work that we were putting in each and every day and when I say we I'm talking about uh, my friends and my roommates and my former college teammates that we ended up renting a spot in Santa Barbara and kind of my off-season mates uh, we were able to you know quarantine together and throw together and, and work out together and Uh, that's when I realized, you know, we had something special going on that I don't think a lot of other people are, were able to, uh, do or, or kind of not handle, but, uh, able to coordinate. And that's when I realized, you know, something special is going on and we were putting in an incredible work. And I look back on that time, um, not only was it extremely enjoyable considering the circumstances, but I feel like it made uh, a huge
2: difference.
0: Well, it made a huge difference for sure. Unanimous. Cy Young Award winner. Shane, thanks so much for coming by. Congratulations.
1: Thanks, Rosie. I appreciate it.
0: Always fun to catch up with Shane Bieber. Not only one of the bright young pitchers in the game today, but really one of the seemingly grounded people in our game, too. And his thoughts on what his family and coaches in the past have meant to him over the years, uh, spot on. And uh, I think he give give him a or give you a good indication of what Bieber is all about. And uh, I know he's probably going out there today and uh, starting to work toward next year. That's just how he's wired, and that's what makes him one of the best. Now, stay with us. When we return, we'll hear from Indians Senior Vice President Bob DiBiasio. He'll fill us in on the 8th Annual Bob Feller Active Valor Awards. That's next as Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse along with you as uh, we are throughout the baseball offseason right here on many of our Indians Radio Network stations, usually each Saturday evening, depending on which station you're picking up. But if you miss us there, you can also catch the show on Indians.com. All the archived editions are right there as well. Or you can tune in in podcast form wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Earlier this week, on Wednesday, members of the military, past and present, were honored on Veterans Day in this country. And that also means the return of an annual event that the Indians are extremely proud of, the Bob Feller Act of Valor Award. This year marks the eighth edition of what is normally an emotional gathering at the U.S. Navy Memorial just outside Washington. And it honors a Baseball Hall of Famer, a current Major League player, and several members of the military with baseball connections. Due to COVID-19 restrictions, this year's Bob Feller Active Valor Awards will be held as a virtual event next Thursday. That's November the 19th at 7 p.m. If you want to jot it down, you can be a part of it. And and this is unique because in years past, it was a very exclusive event in our nation's capital. But uh, now you can be a part of the the Bob Feller Active Valor Awards as the honorees will be Uh, recognized during a virtual broadcast from the studios of the Defense Media Activity Department in Fort Meade, Maryland. And again, this is this Thursday, November the 19th, and it's at 7 p.m. And if you'd like more information and the login, it's a -a one-of-a-kind virtual conference that will include a unique visit to the exhibit hall, a virtual auction for baseball memorabilia, and a live chat lounge with military and baseball experts as well. Registration is free so sign up all you have to do is go to at actofvaloraward.org that's actofvaloraward.org if you go there the homepage will pop up i just did it a little while ago and just click on that that first area it's a big picture with um, an explanation of what the Active Valor Award is, and that will take you to the link to register and get you all set for Thursday night. And, again, it's free. You can stop in and, and take in what is always a great event. Our resident expert on all things Bob Feller and the Active Valor Awards is Indian Senior Vice President Bob DiBiasio. He fills us in on the award winners and a little refresher course on why Indians legend Bob Feller is so closely identified with patriotism.
2: Yeah, first let's uh, yeah let's give that a little history lesson because it's important to know um, the commitment that Bob Feller made. He was the first professional athlete to enlist after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. He was actually in Chicago, uh, driving to uh, a certain hotel to discuss a new contract. And here's a 23-year-old major league pitcher who had already won. 103 games at the major league level so he's going in to sign a pretty darn good contract for himself when he hears on the radio uh, that uh, the bombing of Pearl Harbor and instead of going to the hotel he went to the U.S. Navy Recruiting Center and enlisted up immediately for combat duty when he did not have to serve in combat his father was suffering with a brain tumor. So Bob was the breadwinner in his family and therefore could have earned a deferment. And he said, no, and he could have stayed stateside. He said, no, I'm going to combat. So he served on uh, the ship USS Alabama, where he won a number of uh, ribbons for his service to our country. And a gentleman by the name of Peter Fertig, who is an author, a businessman, uh wanted to write a book, interestingly, Rosie, about what happened the next day after Casey struck out. He, we all know Casey at the bat strikes out. There's no joy in Mudville. And he thought, well, what happens the next day? Because the great game of baseball, you get to pick yourself up and go play the next day. And um, he asked Bob, didn't know Bob. Got a hold of Bob and told him what his thoughts were to write this children's book and uh, would Bob write the foreword. And Bob said he'd be honored to. And that's how they met uh, this gentleman, Peter, from Long Island. And so they met a couple times. Um, and after Bob's passing, Peter just felt, you know, we need to honor his legacy, remind people of Bob's service to our country. In the middle of an incredible career to take four years, if you think about it, the four years from the ages from, what, 23 to 27, 24 to 28, right in the prime of his career for service to others, to serve our country. And so Peter created the Bob Feller Act of Valor Foundation and um, called me up, said he wanted to create uh, this foundation, so we helped him in that process. Uh, So I've been honored to be a founding board member of this organization. And each year, every November, normally at the U.S. Navy Memorial in Washington, D.C., we have an event that honors not only a Major League Baseball player, but uh, uh, one of the uh, uh, 37 uh, Baseball Hall of Famers uh, who served in World War II or a Hall of Famer uh, who served uh, uh, our country in a variety of ways we honor a chief petty officer which is the rank that bob uh, earned and we also honor a u.s uh, a member of the united states Marine corps and we honor a peer-to-peer mentorship groups so uh, these are young people coalition of sailors who work hard to in their peer-to-peer mentorship to keep people away from destruction, uh, destructive decisions. It's uh, really a wonderful, wonderful event. Such pride you feel, obviously, for us, uh, for the uh, remembrance of of Bob Feller, but also how we get to salute uh, the ultimate uh, service to others, and that's uh, people from our military. This year, we obviously are doing a virtual ceremony. Brooks Robinson is our National Baseball Hall of Fame honoree. And Craig Stammen, Craig Stammen from the San Diego Padres, a pitcher who does exemplary work, um, both when he was a pitcher for the Washington Nationals and and with the San Diego Padres. So it it truly is an honor to... uh, uh, have those two gentlemen from the world of baseball being honored? The, the Chief Petty Officer Lucretia Dowdle, she's an aviation ordnance chief, um, is our Chief Petty Officer honoree. It, uh, they all unfortunately did video acceptance speeches, so we weren't able to meet them face to face. But it it really is going to be a, a terrific ceremony. So again, I encourage people go to the Bob Feller Active Valor Foundation uh, website and, and register to, uh, to watch the ceremony coming up on uh, Thursday, the 18th.
0: Bobby, just to circle back what you were saying about Bob Feller and the point in his career when he joined the service and to, to bring it into this week with Shane Bieber winning the Cy Young, if, if he had done what Bob Feller did, he would have been serving right now at this stage of his, in his career. So that I I think that gives you an idea of, of where Bob may have been in terms of peak of career when he decided to enlist.
2: Absolutely. You think about what Shane Bieber accomplished this year. Uh, remark, you know, the triple crown uh, of pitching. Um, you know, most wins, uh, lowest DRA, most strikeouts, uh, first Cleveland Indians pitcher to do so since who? Bob Feller in 1940, um, right before he uh, enlisted into uh, uh, the Navy. Um, So yeah, you think about um, where young people are today um, and what it took um, for a gentleman like Bob, who I said was going to sign a contract. He wasn't sitting at the farm He was literally in his car listening to the radio on his way to a hotel in downtown Chicago to meet up with executives from the Cleveland Indians to sign a new contract. And at 23, winning 103 games, that contract was going to be pretty formidable. Uh, But instead, he said, I I need to do this. And uh, the first professional athlete to enlist in our military. And he did so with the uh, the U.S. Navy.
0: Let's take a short break, and then we'll dive a little deeper into why Brooks Robinson is one of the Act of Valor Award winners when we return after this short break on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Indian Senior Vice President Bob D. Indian Senior Vice President Bob DiBiasio joining us on Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. We're talking about the 8th Annual Act of Valor Awards, the Bob Feller Act of Valor Awards, and uh, they are taking place virtually next week. And Bobby D. will have, again, the full details on how you can watch that presentation next week uh, in just a a little bit. But Bobby D., the, the Baseball Hall of Famer being honored this year as one of the greatest third basemen, certainly defensively of all time, had that wonderful World Series against the Baltimore, or against the Cincinnati Reds for Baltimore, back in 1970. Talking about Brooks Robinson, uh, I think most fans know what he did on the diamond, but uh, why has he been honored with the Act of Valor Award for Hall of Famers this year?
2: Brooks Robinson spent uh, time uh, with the uh, Army National Guard in, in Arkansas. Uh, in response to the Vietnam War. Uh, Again, another gentleman who felt uh, it was deeply important for him uh, to have service to others, service to our country, and engaged in the Army National Guard. He was an ordnance parts specialist. Uh, uh, I'm gonna read you just a little quote from a, a squad leader. Uh, that we utilized in the press release that a squad leader once remarked about Brooks, that, that he had performed his duties in an excellent and commendable manner. It is recommended he be considered for more rapid promotion than his contemporaries. Uh, so here's a gentleman that was in the midst of a remarkable baseball career Um, which you indicated, Rosie, going on to be what most people think is the greatest defensive third baseman to ever play the game. And there have been many outstanding defensive third basemen uh, in our uh, beloved game. But Brooks uh, being at the top of that list, That um, what he gave to that craft, he gave to service to others and to – be a part of the Army National Guard, uh, again, during a, a unique time in our history, the Vietnam War, um, not totally embraced by everyone. And uh, Brooks felt the, the important need to um, the service to our country. So we felt it was uh, important to honor Brooks with this award. And uh, he was incredibly thankful. He his acceptance speech uh, that you'll get to see if you uh, register to join us uh, next Thursday. Again, go to Bob Feller Active Valor Foundation uh, Google that. and You'll be able to get to the link to register for the event. And, you know, Mr. Robinson knew Bob Feller very, very well. They were friends. And so he was incredibly humbled to, to receive this award because he knew Bob's story. Um, about being the first pro athlete to uh, uh, enlist in, in our military after the bombing of, of Pearl Harbor. So, um, uh, wish uh, I would have had an opportunity, Rosie. Honestly, to, as I've met Brooks a number of times and have dealt with him, an incredible gentleman. It would have one of the highlights of, of you know our ceremony is getting to see these gentlemen once again and spending time with them. And I may add. That one of the coolest parts, Rosie, is the U.S. uh, uh, Navy uh, Academy, the Naval Academy baseball team uh, comes to our event every year. And one of the highlights is seeing all the midshipmen, you know, gather around the Hall of Famer and the current baseball guy. And we put them in a side room together just so they can have 15, 20 minutes alone uh, to just talk ball and, and give these midshipmen uh, a real nice memory that uh, these kids who love baseball and serve our country uh, get a chance to mingle with a Hall of Famer and, and a current uh, baseball star. So um, that's what we missed this year, uh, but we'll be back next year doing it face to face and live at the U.S. Navy Memorial. But uh, it was it was uh, uh, our honor to award Mr. Brooks Robinson with the 2020 uh, National Baseball Hall of Fame award.
0: And your Major League Baseball award went to an Ohio native, Craig Stammen, who was in the Indians organization for a little while. He's working his way back from injury and never did make his mark with the big club, but he was a, a key in the Padres bullpen this year. He's been with the Nationals for a while, uh, good Major League career. And uh, what set Stammen apart in terms of his military career? Uh, connections to to win this award
2: you're so right yeah ohio native uh, craig stammen uh, uh, currently with the padres as you said rosie uh, began the pro career at the washington nationals and, and uh, just from the very beginning uh, uh, felt the need to uh, support our military in any way that he possibly could and that included for him that he went on a tour um Sponsored by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, in which athletes traveled to Afghanistan uh, to thank our troops that were deployed uh, there. Um, and from that experience, he wanted to do more, so he partnered up with the United Heroes League, which uh, uh, is uh, has a mission of, of support, giving back to military families. Uh, so through his leadership with the nationals and the Padres, he began, uh, the programs of, uh, bringing, uh, military families to the ballpark, getting them on the field for batting practice, meet and greets with himself and other teammates. And obviously, uh, in San Diego of a huge military town, um, he is doing that almost on a nightly basis and, um, the number of people he has touched uh, he's been a, a nominee for a number of years and uh, just felt uh, this is a good opportunity for us uh to honor um Craig Stammen uh, for his years his years and years of of service so um he was very humbled as well to receive the award. Again, very familiar with the Bob Feller Active Valor Foundation, having been a, a nominee for a number of years, and and now he gets uh, the award. So uh, we're proud to have Craig Stammon as the Major League Baseball honoree.
0: Pretty good class, 2020 in the eighth annual Active Valor Awards, Bob Feller Active Valor Awards. Bobby D, I know it's something very near and dear to your heart. Thanks so much for sharing and uh, we forge onward in, in these different times, but it gives a lot of folks who who maybe have never had a chance to, to be a part of this ceremony to, to kind of get a feel for it next Thursday. So, so that's a, a plus I would think, and, and uh, certainly something to look forward to next week. Thanks a lot for coming by. I always
2: appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, Rosie. Uh, this is one of the, uh, the most cherished awards that uh, we have in our organization and
0: Great stuff, as always, from Indian Senior Vice President Bob DiBiasio. That's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks, as always, to Brian Matze for his help in putting our show together and Anthony Alford back at our network studios as well. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhaus reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by... Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.